0: This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit
1: ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org as Martha and I host you from our vacation. Yeah, you know, I've been asking myself, how come we're doing radio on vacation? And here's why. We wanted to, we drove down a point earlier this year that we, people should live with intentionality, Martha, even in their vacations. And we're so glad people tune into I Work for Him today so they can hear about something we've done to build in intentionality into our vacation.
2: Yeah, so we're just really hoping that this conversation just spurs you to think about your um, time off just a little bit differently and be able to do something that not only um, presents uh, a great opportunity and great memories, but also something that can maybe spur you on in your faith.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. So we spent the day, you know, before we tell people where we spent the day, how about telling people, you know, I'll just tell them. How about I tell them? How about you tell people where they can find us on social media?
2: Um. Well, we are all things I work for him. So I work the number for him. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, um you know all of those things, and then also on um, all of the podcast cast platforms, Jim. It's a great way for people to maybe they want to hear something that we've talked about recently, replay it, share it with a friend. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.
1: That's right, and we'd also love to hear from you, our listeners. If you would just take a moment right now, write down our listener line: eight six six seven one three ninety six seventy five eight six six seven one three work eight six seven one five. 96. Uh, uh, I don't this? think so. <laughs> 866-713-9675. You know, why does it do that? When I say it the third time, I always mess up.
2: Don't say it the third time.
1: Okay. 866-713-9675. We would love to get some feedback from you, our listeners, whether you're listening in our greater Tampa Bay area, whether you're listening on the podcast, whether you're listening in Jacksonville, whether you're listening in the, the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, whether you listen to us in Cherokee County, uh, we would love to hear from you some things that you would like us to open up the show talking about, and and you can leave us a message on the listener line. And when we get home from vacation, we'd love to have lots and lots of those. 866-713-9675. Now, Martha, it was our dream two years ago, when, we, when you and I first came here uh, to uh, Kentucky to get our family back to the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum. Mm-hmm. And we got to go to the Ark Encounter today.
2: We did, so we had the opportunity of being able to um, get the family there and really experience it for themselves. I think one of the things at the Ark Encounter is it's exciting because more and more people across the country are getting to know about it and learn about it. And um, we just want our listeners to know about this amazing place that is a great destination for a family vacation.
1: Over a million people a year are going to the Ark Encounter, and and over half a million a year are going to the Creation Museum. So one point five million people investing in their vacation time, learning really better how to defend their faith. I mean, let's just talk about some of our experiences. So we were, they were the last time here 14 months ago. And in that 14 months, we have, uh, they've, they've grown the zoo, Mm -hmm. which, but it rained when we were there. And so we didn't get to go to the zoo.
2: You know, it's kind of funny. It rains at the ark. You know, it just makes, they said they turned on the rain exhibit for us.
1: It was a rain exhibit, yeah. but 14 months ago, okay, so
2: they expanded the zoo.
1: Expanded the zoo, got a huge playground, adult and kid sized playground.
2: Yeah, they said it's a it's a one of a well, I don't know if it's a one of a kind, but it's a very unique playground in the sense that um, it can actually handle like um, a wheelchair can pull up onto a teeter totter or a merry go round. I can't remember yep. which thing they said, I don't but know it if was like a I, think I think it was, it was a, a merry go round. But and it's ground level. A swing, and, you know, there's a lot of things um, so that it can be a full experience for people of different abilities. And right. um, it's huge. And, you know, you think, why at the Ark would there be a playground? But, you know, we all need to exert a little energy in different ways. And um, this is just an opportunity to be outside in the beauty of nature.
1: You know, what's fun for me is when I go to a place like that, I'm just encouraged because I learn things Better how to defend my faith and understanding what the scriptures really say. I mean, that's what's what's wild to me is that, and, and even I even got called out by Patrick Canooski when we were on the air with him, you know, that you know the biblical stories. Well, to me, they're historical facts, but I call them stories. But they're they're not they're they're biblical history.
2: Yeah, and so um, that was just really something, Jim, for us to become aware of that, even though we mean truth and history when you say story it's a lot easier for somebody to think about a fairy tale or something like that and and um, w- the Bible is full of truth and actual historical um, happenings and Noah and the uh, story the story see I just even did it the historical event of the flood are real and um, that is what you experience when you go to the Ark encounter
1: all right so we, uh when we got to go and walk around, we saw so many cool things and now they have this new event center. Yes. The the what was it called again? Answer center. Answer center. It can hold up to twenty five hundred people.
2: It's amazingly huge.
1: And, and very, very big. And so there that's where you go for presentations. We got to hear Ken Ham speak, uh, who is the founder of Answers in dot mm-hmm. Um the Museum. org. All right. So, Martha, this is I work for him. Why are we talking about Vacation? Why are we talking about where we went on vacation? Why are we talking about the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum?
2: Well, for lots of reasons, because the, a lot of them can point back to our workplace, whether it be a conversation with our coworkers of saying, hey, where did you just come back from on vacation? Or where are you planning to go on vacation? What a great open door to say, hey, I'm going to go to this Ark Encounter. Have you ever heard of Noah and the Ark? And and you can open the door to that conversation. Um, but also, the bigger one is just this whole conversation around taking the opportunity to really be intentional in our vacation and what are we doing you know we don't want to live in a in a live with regret and say man I wish we'd a you know, spent some time or exposed our family to this or that and things that are really feasible to do, like this experience by going to the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter, we really want our listeners to hear about because it's it's very doable. What did they say? Two thirds of the country is within a day drive yep. of the locations. Two thirds of the
1: population of the country. You're right.
2: The population, which of course Yes, the the trees aren't going to drive there. The people are going to drive right. there. That's
1: right. Well, What was amazing is that as Ken Ham was calling out to the audience, we, we spent an hour with Ken Ham as he was speaking to us about apologetics and answering questions to overcome people um, attacking the Christian faith. And he said, he started calling out states, and there were people from every state there. Yeah. Except there wasn't anybody there from California when we were there. When we're there.
2: Well, he kind of razzed them, and they may not have wanted to admit they it. They might either. not have. They might but not have. But there were people there from New Zealand. There were people from Canada. There were people from Brazil. From the
1: Philippines. Um,
2: Philippines. I mean, there were. It was an international opportunity. As it was.
1: Well. So, talk to me about what was the most incredible new thing you learned. Did you learn something new yesterday? Mm. I mean, today, when we were, yesterday, the creation museum, today, the ark encounter.
2: So I think for me, the biggest thing, hmm, new thing that I learned, just reinforcing this whole idea of a young earth. I think that we don't realize how many places we hear about millions and millions of years and the reality of God's creation and the truth of All this dating and things that have are so flawed and are adjusted to meet the... The The rhetoric. Yeah, the rhetoric. Um, So not even realizing where it's crept into my own vocabulary, my own thinking. And I... So yeah, that was really probably my biggest new reminder, I think, more than anything. Big takeaway.
1: The layers thing, as they talked about, you know, they say that dinosaurs is a word that was only created 150 years ago. Before they they just called it big lizards. Mm -hmm. And it just goes back to this whole... They make it sound like it was so far, uh, so long ago, yet there are spots in our country where there are footprints of man in inside the footprints of so-called dinosaurs which are just big lizards and we just need to realize that our earth is young and the layers laid down after the flood were the the catastrophic flood i mean that's something i i studied yesterday as they talked about you know out after mount saint helens in two days 25 layers of sediment had been settled and 20 and canyons uh, after two months, canyons were dug deep. They were hundreds of feet deep after Mount St. Helens. Well, it's the same kind of thing that happened on our all over the Earth after the Great Flood, and and just to understand that these layers, it's it, it just incredible. We live on a young Earth. The Bible is literal. We believe it.
2: And people can go to answersingenesis.org to really get some of those. You know, if this makes them curious, they can check it out for themselves. And there's a lot of resources there, Jim, for people to learn about.
1: The bookstore. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, just a few. Love the bookstore. I I mean, I wanted to buy all of the books. It was just incredible. We're taking a vacation break. So in other words, a lot of us say, well when we go on vacation, we kind of take a vacation from our faith. And Martha and I talked about eliminating the summer faith drought syndrome. And we decided to live it out before our audience and say, let's do let's live with intentionality. And so we took all of our family that could attend to the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum. And we just got done at the Ark Encounter, and now we have our youngest, Sarah Michelle, joining us on there. She lives in Iowa, and she got to drive and meet us in, in Kentucky, and we're super excited to have you there with us, Sarah Michelle. Talk to us about the Ark Encounter. Now, I, I hyped it up. I've hyped it up for the last several years. Mm-hmm. What you think?
3: I thought it was super cool. I think the – yes, you guys have talked about it a lot, but I don't think you can fully grasp the – massiveness, that's not a word, but I'm going to make it a word. Um it is now. And you're the from Iowa, so. just <laughs> just like the the true what it really means, it, it you can't understand it till you see it for yourself. I think you can think about how cool it is, but it's so much more than cool once you're actually there.
1: So when you took the bus from the welcome center, went down through the valley and came up to the top of the hill and parked, and they let you off, and all of a sudden, now you could see the ark. What was your first reaction?
3: I was like, holy cow, that thing's huge. (laughs) And I'm just thinking about, like, how much wood that is, and just, that you start to think about what it was like for Noah to build that a lot of years ago, when you think about how much of a task it was to build it in the 21st century. And so, I... Immediately was like, holy smokes, that thing is huge and yeah.
1: incredible. 510 feet long, 50 feet, uh, 30 feet wide, 50 feet wide, 50 feet high. I can't remember what it was. Big. It's
3: 300 by 50. 50 by 30.
1: 30. Okay. Cubits. Cubits. That's right. Yeah, okay. So we're talking about the Ark Encounter as our whole family got to experience the Ark Encounter. Okay, Sarah, lots of exhibits. We also got to sit down with Patrick Kanuski, and he taught us about the Fibonacci sequence and yeah. how we find that throughout nature and our bodies and everywhere. What do you think about that? That was
3: very much mind-blowing and I very much did not expect to get a math lesson <laughs> on a Sunday <laughs> or sorry, it was Monday. Um it was just way I never heard of that before and so it was just yeah it was really cool.
1: But it wasn't boring like a no, math class. when it I was, was your seventh grade math teacher way no, back when. But I
3: also really appreciate math and I love math. But it was just something that I never really had the opportunity to learn about math in God's
1: design.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think that there's just so much of the world that says God didn't. God had nothing to do with that. Well, it's not true.
1: It's everywhere. Right. I mean, I, I love this. So the. the you know, you just got to look it up because we don't have time to deal with the Fibonacci sequence on the air today. But look it up, the Fibonacci sequence and mm-hmm. the golden ratio, ratio which is 1.618034. Mm-hmm. The golden ratio. That ratio is found throughout our bodies, throughout the environment, throughout the universe and the design of the universe. Mm-hmm. And I mean, all over the place. It's, it's unbelievable. And it's,
3: it's the one thing that was really cool is he was explaining how it's the perfect the golden ratio, and it is God's design, but it's aesthetically pleasing. Like, we are drawn to things because of the way that they are made with this golden ratio like, brand logos, and literally the, the way inside of a sunflower. Of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. the
1: sunflower seeds, the Mazda logo, the Toyota logo—another free plug right here. And I Pepsi, work for him. But Coke, what was the, what kind of shell was that, that that they talked about? The oh, um,
2: not it, not a snail shell. Uh, oh, what uh, kind of shell was it? Uh, one,
1: uh, it's one of those funky Julius shell
2: Cornelius. What did they? What call it? What kind of it? shell was that? I can't, what think, kind of of that? I can't what think of, of it. We'll have to right. come uh, up uh, with it. And right. like when
1: Jonathan or comes on, our grandson comes on, he'll be able to tell us what's okay. All right, so Sarah throughout the arc there are tons of displays and there's tons of I mean there's charts there's graphs there's what was when you walk through when you got through the door mm-hmm. then what did you start to think
3: I was just absolutely blown away by just how intricate it was and knowing that like we obviously only know so much and they, but the way that they had to live and the way that just everything, God had made it very clear to Noah how, how to do, how to build the ark. And he got so much ridicule for it. I think that was the, one of the biggest things that I took away was this is massive. This is incredible. It's intricate. They had to figure out how to live there and take care of all these animals and feed them and take care of themselves and feed themselves and make food and all of these things so they can live and, like, I don't know. It was just crazy to me. And I can't imagine having done all of these things and the constant ridicule that Noah got
1: mm-hmm. like I mean, and his family. Because yeah, they estimated that it took Noah about 75 years to build the ark. Yeah. And here's why. Because they said that Noah was 500 years when God told him to build the ark. But then, and then he had his sons Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Yeah. So they figured that he waited until they were in their late teens or early twenties until they started building it, because he needed all the men to help build this yeah. thing. But how he got it done, yeah, who knows? Know. Because they, it, at the Ark Encounter, which you can find it online arkencounter.com, they used cranes and they used tons and tons and tons <laughs> of people. And I mean, it, 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 and
3: they trucked in all this wood. Yeah, they trucked like, it in literally thirty-five foot tall trees
1: yeah and, and how hey, did, you
2: were kind of impressed by I those i was super big logs, impressed with that you? it was
3: i mean you go in you see the center because it's open which is so cool because you need sunlight to help grow the plants that you they need to eat but there's a literally 35 foot tall trees that are the first three levels well like and, they make up the,
1: not that 35 foot trees are really tall but these are 35 foot trunks of trees right. that are over six feet in diameter yeah and that's just, so it's just part of the tree.
2: Yeah. So Sarah, talk about the living quarters. Cause we talked, we walked through that. And I think you were pretty Im- impressed by that yeah. as well.
3: I mean, when you walk through, you're like, oh yeah, someone has to live here, obviously. But I think in the same way, you're like, I, I, I said to you, I was like, wait, why are the plants right here? Well, the plants were where they were because that's where the middle of the boat was, which right. is where they let the sunlight come in. And so the plants needed to be there so that they could grow. And just different things is like, wow, this just makes so much sense.
1: And they had to think through every step every of that. Every
3: single detail.
1: How they stored grain, how they stored water. Yeah, and like
3: the one thing we saw was, you know, it, like the pots of different kinds of vegetables or whatever, like everything was covered because you're on a boat. And if the boat rocks, then everything will fall out. And it just like different things like that was like, okay, no, they had to think through every single Tiny little Little detail detail. that we probably wouldn't think of.
1: Yeah, for sure. How about that? um, What I loved, Martha, we went back and and spent some more time studying the chart of all of the kinds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I know we re- did. You take a picture of that? I can't remember if you took a picture of that.
2: It wasn't the chart I was hoping that it was. No, I got a picture of more like how they thought it was laid out in the char- in the kinds of animals, um, maybe because of sizes and what they would need and things like that. But um, and again, this is just based on common sense, scientific, mm-hmm. you know, evaluation, they only know so much. Know so much but mm-hmm. um, no, the, the picture I took yesterday or you know, when we were there was not the picture that I was hoping for of all of those kinds of animals. Because that's an amazing conversation, isn't it, Jim?
1: Oh, the kinds. Because it, it, yeah. they, they have these charts and they say, okay, out of the dog kind came every species of dogs that we have across the planet from two Dogs, yeah. Because in their DNA had all of the possibilities for all of these dogs. They just weren't represented. And so the, within their DNA was already built in for all the kinds. And, and Ken Ham didn't say it when we got to hear him speak, but normally then says, and, and the poodle was one of those kinds. Of, and, but I just, he usually says, but I don't understand why God would make the poodle. Uh, <laughs> but I like poodles because but- I'm not allergic to them. Can you imagine if he had allergies working on that boat for a year? No. Probably not.
3: I think the one thing that I thought was really cool was how they're talking about how God brought all of these animals to the Ark and to Noah. But the the estimated educated guess was that they were adolescent of all of these different kinds. And why was that important? Size and they had to reproduce. And so After this time on the ark, they had to know that, like, they had to reproduce to fill the earth back up with animals. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that was something I never really thought about. Like, oh, they didn't bring a huge, giant elephant. They probably brought a baby, like, God probably brought them a baby, like, two baby elephants. And you just think about, like, yeah, this boat's huge, but even though it's huge, they still had thousands
2: of animals on there. So they couldn't be that big of animals.
1: Right. Two of every unclean kind and seven seven of every clean kind.
2: So I think one of the big takeaways, what you're hearing Sarah say, and I am feeling the same way too, is it really just kind of puts you in their shoes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And to really realize that, you know, the Bible is full of, e- of events where um, we tend to not completely be able to put ourselves in their shoes yeah. and say, what was it really like?
1: Sarah, in the last 30 seconds, what was one thing you heard Ken Ham say as he was teaching about apologetics that really stuck with you?
3: Oh, man. I think the one thing that really stuck out to me was at the very beginning, he was talking about the different generations and how every generation that is coming is less churched. And less falling away from the church, even more. I don't remember what word he used.
1: Biblically but, literate, for sure. Yeah. I mean, even understanding
3: and, that and was believing what's in the Bible. Something that I think I was aware of, but I don't think that that was something that I really was like, holy cow, this is actually.
1: Yeah, you're an sure. anomaly. As a 26 year old that is following Christ in all of your life, you're an anomaly. Yeah. All right. But we're grateful that you're our daughter and we love you and thanks for being yeah. an iWork friend. So much fun, Martha. What was. I mean, I just. What I love, just walking through the hallways. You know what my favorite part is? Can you think? Of what my favorite part? Walking through the hallways. The smell. The okay. The smell and the music. Oh yeah, you it's love epic the music. music. It's music like you hear during Lord of the Rings kind of epic music. Just love we've decided love, love
2: it's it. really good work music for you. You yeah. could get a lot done. Yeah, listening why to when that we music. were in the
1: bookstore, store We I forgot buy, to look.
2: Got- well, we forgot to look and see if they even had a copy so or yeah. if they sell it i don't That's know right. it's kind of up there Epic with chick-fil-a music. i don't think chick-fil-a sells their music jesus so chicken sure. they, don't yeah, sell music? they don't sell okay. it
1: all right so here's the deal we now have jonathan and Ally nelson on these guys are our teenage grandkids and they got to go along now jonathan and ali for several years we've been pumping you on the ark encounter telling you about it to, to, hey we're gonna go on family vacation we finally got to do it ali you first you take the bus down the hill, you come up the hill and it parks and you get out of the bus and you see the ark. What was your first thought?
4: I just I was like amazed. It was a lot bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> it felt so real. It felt really crazy. It was real it made me really happy. I was so happy. I mean there. it's just
1: I mean it's breathtaking, isn't it? Okay, so yeah. Jonathan, same thing for you. You come down the hill out of the parking lot, you're in the bus, you're coming up the top of the hill, they park and you get out and you see the ark. What was your first thought?
0: Just wow at the size and mm-hmm. um, kind of had just a bunch of different thoughts about how um, Noah built that without any of the um, current day <laughs> technology and the cranes. <laughs> and like, the, the cranes, yeah. And, yeah, because we got to
1: watch the video of how they built it. Yep. I mean, and, and do you,
2: today, like, I mean, like. Modern day, how they yeah, well, yeah, they it.
1: didn't have videos of when Noah did. It. <laughs> <laughs> we to, I, don't,
2: I know. don't know why I felt the need to clarify that. Yeah, just
1: in case you guys were wondering, there was no there video, is a video technolo- of Moses. Yep, or yeah, of, Noah. of Moses <laughs> and building the ark. There's a video when Moses was building the ark, and he helped Noah out. I'm
2: so sorry. Okay, All right. yeah. it is
1: vacation. It's you guys okay. are going
2: to look really good after I okay. talk now. Here, right. right? So
1: <laughs> it, it, it's massive, and 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 I I just. It's, so you're you were right.
2: watching the video.
1: Okay, we're watching the video, the construction video. But what 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 what's stuck in your head about this construction video? What was the one thing you saw about the construction video? You're like, cool.
0: Um, well, I mean, it, it took a long time. It was time lapse, but um, kind of cool. It was just to see kind of how the diff- different layers were put together of it, and how many layers they actually put on it.
1: Hmm. Allie, when we walked in, you remember they showed that wall of, like, this is what we think the hull of the Ark would have looked like. Do you remember how thick that was? Then we were walked in that one inch. Allie doesn't remember that. Okay, so that's fine. Uh, do you remember that? Did you remember? Did you look at that wall or not? Yeah. Okay, it was how thick was that, what they think the hull had to have been in order to support all the weight.
0: It was about five feet thick. Yeah,
1: five feet thick. Wow. It was unbelievable, yeah. and it was tongue and groove and pin and something it was yeah. I- I- incredible okay all right we walk in there allie when you think of your whole experience at the ark what what was the what was the uh what was the funnest thing you learned
4: i i, I was also pretty shocked that um i always thought like how did they fit all of the animals on there but uh but once we like saw in there that they could have brought all those small animals as like babies mm-hmm. i was, it just made more sense to me i was always confused and i always saw the pictures of the giraffes like hanging out but they could have brought like baby animals and stuff like, yeah,
1: and that's and that's so funny because so often the world makes fun of the whole arc uh, biblical facts and 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 say well how do you where do they put the dinosaurs and, and where do they put the full-size elephants and where do they put the big giraffes and the rhinos and all that kind of stuff and you're like huh they didn't. They brought juveniles, as he said. Jonathan, when you walked in there first and, and you you just got inside that main cavity of the ship, what'd you think?
0: Um, it was just. It's. It looks big on the outside, but it's crazy how much they can actually fit in there. Also, how much, um, how many animals and stuff they can fit in there.
1: I mean, you're talking five hundred feet long plus feet long. I mean, so it's not as big as a cruise ship, but it's bigger than a lot of smaller cruise ships, and. High. I mean, a lot of wood in there, wasn't there? A lot of wood in there. Yeah. Okay. So things you learned, Jonathan, what was the coolest thing you learned yesterday? Um,
0: I did not know that there were
1: dinosaurs on the ark. Because they weren't really dinosaurs, right? Right. We learned that was a made-up name yesterday. Right. What were they? I forgot what the... Or, well,
2: he yeah, just I referred forgot. to them as large reptiles. Right, like, yeah. Apparently, somebody, uh, I think a British person, made up the name, the word person. dinosaur in the 1800s. Yeah. So we always immediately go to that, well, we're dinosaurs even on the ark, you right. know? And it's like, well, they weren't called dinosaurs, but there were right. large these these large reptiles that right. we've heard about in a lot of museums and things yeah. like that, really were represented on the Ark as different kinds.
1: Yep. Yeah. Y- yep. That's what you got for me. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> did
2: you look closely, either of you, at the amazing detail of the animals, the way that they had them um, in their different cages and, and stuff, At how beautiful the animals were? I mean, they looked real, didn't they? Yeah.
4: They, they did a really good job. And I also thought it was really cool how they made the people with like the... I don't know what it, yeah, it was. they made it really realistic. It was really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, you almost thought they were like, we're there, except for they weren't moving. Yeah. Except when they were moving, but you could tell, oh, well, that's not normal human movement. <laughs> uh, but it was cool to see uh, how, like some of the rooms that they had in there. Well, yeah. when you, lo- you know, we got to hear Ken Ham speak yesterday about apologetics. Did either of you pull away anything from that conversation?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was something that i didn't even think about before but um it kind of amazed me that like they've i've never heard anybody talk about like the answers to common questions that mm. people people get about the gospel
1: made you want to buy that set of four answers books didn't it yeah we should have bought them yeah, yeah we, we, still we still can we still can't they
2: genesis.org O-R-G.
1: Answers that's in right. genesis.org okay so go ahead. so
2: we were talking with sarah a little bit in the um earlier about the fact that we got to go and hear about this concept of the golden ratio. And um, you had Jim um, said that we were going to talk to our grandkids and we're talking to Jonathan and Allie right now. And do you guys remember what the, um, the shell was called that we see this um, repeated pattern of the golden ratio?
0: I think it was like a Nautilus. Nautilus shell.
1: Yeah. Which also reminded uh when you look up on the cool videos of the galaxy, what kind of galaxy? Do you remember? The spiral galaxy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it had the exact same dimensions in a galaxy.
2: Yeah, so I just want to remind our listeners, if they've just tuned in, that we are talking today, recapping a little bit about our time with our whole family at the Ark Encounter in Kentucky.
1: Brangenberg Vacation.
2: Brangenberg Vacation. So we're bringing you along, not for the purpose of, you know, just, hey, this is where we went. We want to just encourage you and inspire you to maybe think differently about your vacation time. Um, your time with your family, to just be a little bit more intentional and do something that can grow your faith a little bit. And kids, why don't you go with this then? Do you feel that going to the Ark helped you in any way with your faith?
0: Yeah, I think it it, it did. Um, it helps you um, visualize what you read and
2: mm. it, it helps
0: you really understand it. And I'm like a visual learner myself. And so it... It made it made it a lot easier to understand.
2: Allie, what about for you?
4: Yeah, I was gonna say about the same thing that it made it made you really realize how crazy it is and I'm the same like I'm a visual learner too. Mm-hmm. And it really made me think more about it and it was really crazy Mm. it
2: was a little different than the bathroom toy right the the noah's ark and all the little animals i mean it just it made it a whole lot more real and not just a story
1: Allie, you and i got to watch the movies together
2: yeah they
1: have they were good movies weren't Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. what what was the context of the movies the first one and then the second one
4: um so the
1: first one was set back in what time like noah's time right yeah And, and 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 who was interviewing noah like this lady who was kind of skeptical about Noah, right? Like, uh, yeah. Do you got anything else on that, or am I got to, to lead you the whole way through this?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so w- tell what the was, tell the listeners a little bit about why that was a good movie.
1: Yeah, what was what was good about those movies? What what did it help you see? I know we didn't get to finish the second one. The ones where we watched the lady was the news
2: reporter and dog, she was asking reporter, Noah yeah. like. Did God tell you really tell you to build yeah. this? Are arc? you
1: really gonna stay in that ark? And how many people are gonna fit in there? It was really a skeptical thing. Obviously, it made a huge impact on Ali, and that's <laughs> she okay. Liked I it. liked it. You wanted to finish it, we didn't get to finish it. Jonathan, did you get to watch either of the movies? Uh, no. Okay, I uh, only
0: saw the forty movie.
1: Oh yeah, forty. Oh, okay, okay. So that. let's talk about um, as you're walking the the, uh, the the different decks of the ark. Um, lots of different displays, and we walked through the one on the Ice Age. What, did you learn anything about the Ice Age, Jonathan?
0: Uh, I didn't. I didn't go on that one.
1: Okay, Allie, did you get to go on that see. one, the Ice Age one?
4: I don't think so.
0: Okay, so what ones did you walk through? Uh, I got to see one about like the air ventilation, and oh, we'll talk about uh, that. I mean, because has got a big ship, in the air. Yeah, um, from the. I mean, obviously, I don't know for sure, but from what they've um, kind of figured out was that there was like a giant hole in the bottom of the ship which seems pretty crazy, but they had filled it up with water and would fill it and drain it, and it would suck the air in and push air, or suck the air out and push air in to mm-hmm. circulate the air in there and clean out the smells.
1: Well, Right, it was basically like a, a tube that acted like, instead of ballast water in the bottom of the ship, the wave motion pushed the air up and down, which created circulation through the, the ship to get, because obviously with 1,400 kinds of animals, it probably smelled like a farm zoo zoo. how about a zoo i'm going with the zoo thing okay so did you walk through any any displays allie
4: i remember going through the garden one with you guys yeah like the
2: living quarters where
1: they yeah
4: um i thought that was really cool you got to see like all the different rooms that they got to stay in in their living spaces um and uh, they built like the Cages for like the birds, and I really thought it was really cool how they made the birds in there too. And
1: yeah, they actually have make like make believe birds, but like what they could have looked like.
4: Yeah, and they showed like the dove, um, mm-hmm. and they showed it like um, so. They like made a I don't know what the people were made out of, um, but mm-hmm. they made it and like they were like standing on the ladder, um, getting the bird who had brought the um, leaf back.
2: Um,
1: The olive branch. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was a really neat depiction because that was kind of like that moment that like, okay, the earth has grown back and um, we're ready to to leave.
1: What about the the keel of the ship, Jonathan? What was significant about the keel of the ship? Do you remember that?
0: Uh, Like the front of the ship? No, the keel,
1: the underneath part. Hmm. It had Um. three keels on it. Instead of a lot of boats just have oh, a single keel, yeah. it had three and that was for, do you remember?
0: Was it steering, I think? It
1: was, steer, it was steering with the big, the one sail on the top so that was always steered into the waves and then it was also for stability. Right. Yep. Oh, and they and they got all that information based on ancient shipbuilders. All right, Jonathan and Alec super glad you guys could be with us on Family Vacation. We love getting done, this done. And did, would you recommend that everybody take their kids to the Ark Encounter? Yes. yes. All right. <laughs> you heard it right here. Hey, thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him. Brangenberg Family Vacation Styles. We broadcast you right after having experienced the Ark Encounter in Kentucky, arkencounter.com. Uh, we now have our oldest daughter sarah and her husband Donnie, as we talk about their experience from your perspective let's we'll just start with you Donnie. As, as you took the boat or the boat how about the the bus down the hill and you come up to the top of the hill and you first get exposed to the ark what was your what was your first thoughts
5: that was a lot of work for a small group of people <laughs> <laughs> it it was impressive i mean it's It does exactly what I'm assuming they're hoping it's doing, is opening your eyes and really bringing the Bible to life.
1: And it's just so staggering. Sarah, what about you? As you came up out of that bus and you first got to see the ark, what were your thoughts?
6: I just felt like it was such a good depiction of the amount of faith that Noah had to have because he wasn't doing something small scale. <laughs> it was a ridiculously large scale and a hundred year journey. And so many of the risks that God asks us to, or the not really risks, but times that he asks us to step out in faith are in our minds that big, but are really small when you're standing in front of an ark that size. Yeah,
1: most of us, when God speaks and says, hey, this is where I'm sending you, this is the direction I'm sending you, it doesn't take a 100 years to get there. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of us don't have that kind It might feel of.
2: like 100 years. Right. <laughs> I mean, but most of
1: us get really weary after six months or after three months or after a year or two.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, and he was building, they said at the ark, how many years did they say, Donna, they thought that he was building?
5: 50 to 70, 75 years, I think. And even that, looking at it, I don't know how they would have done that in 75 years even with the yeah. way they had to have put the, the wood together um, that they showed on the entrance.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Just staggering yeah. the amount of stuff. I mean, just, it's just it's, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, so let's talk about the experience. We got to learn about the Fibonacci sequence. Donnie, I know that that really touched you. Talk <laughs> talk about your impressions of the Fibonacci sequence.
5: It was, well, I love math and, uh, because there's, there's an answer. Well, I'm a CPA, but there's an answer. I mean, math, the basics of math, it's the same. No matter how you put it together, there's the answer. Um, and just to see that math in, in nature, in us, in everything around us, in to To learn about how we're attracted to that golden ratio, anything with that golden ratio, um, it's mm. it made that the, the verse about you know there is no excuse because it's all around you, even in and the invisible just, things. That was at yeah, like Romans yeah. one twenty. Mm-hmm. It uh, that made total sense. I mean, it it's,
1: well, and it's math does make sense because yeah. math and, and is everywhere. What was what was the biggest shocker when you learned that the Fibonacci sequence, the golden. Um, ratio. ratio when you saw that it's that it's in what when you saw that it was in what you're like no
5: way uh, well I mean it's I, it's in uh, marketing it's everywhere in marketing marketing knows about it and they know that we're attracted to that ratio and it's in all of the big logos I, I don't it's, obviously we didn't go through all of them but all yeah. the big logos that you first think of when you say think of a logo there it is it's all over it and in, intentionally
2: Yeah, and the key, I think, to that whole conversation is the fact that, um, number one, we're drawn to the order that God designed. Mm -hmm. And so when we see the inside of a sunflower and it is part of this golden ratio, it is pleasing to us. It's comfortable to us. And that's because God created all of us that way. If one of the ratios, I'll just tell our listeners a few things, in their own finger, it's the, the um, the first knuckle of your pinky to the rest of your finger—that is the golden ratio. Um, your forehead to to your belly button. What, what, no, no. what forehead like? to your nose yeah. to the your chin? Top yeah. of your head
5: to your nose to your chin. Mm-hmm. Top of your head to your belly button to your toes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, so the, and the, no
1: matter who it is, that yes, works
2: unless there's a genetic thing that has happened that you know that's beyond control. But in the in the healthy order of what God created, that's what he had. So Sarah, with that whole conversation, what what did it make you think?
6: It just, the same thought kept resonating, especially when he talked about the number of petals on a flower mm-hmm. and the number of seeds in the center of a flower. And corn and all these things in nature. um, It just reaffirmed to me that God's hand is upon everything he has created. And it is in everything. And that is why the mountains and the hills will rejoice if we do not because his hand in his order was upon everything.
1: It's just amazing.
2: You know, I just have a shout out to Answers in Genesis because Ken Ham has been studying this conversation for years. And yet this um, Fibonacci sequence that we're talking about, a teacher visiting the ark brought it to their attention and they have... It latched onto it and started to teach it. So they're not afraid to go, what else has God got out there? What else can we tell the world to show of God's goodness and his design? And I just, I think that's pretty powerful.
1: Uh, you know, talk about the fit and we got to move on for the Fibonacci sequence. Donnie, when <laughs> we were talking about the, it was the the tip of the leaf to the yes. base of the leaf to the base of the stem.
2: Yeah. If mm-hmm. a leaf has a stem. If a
1: leaf has a stem, the, the golden
5: ratio is in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, it, it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, of
2: course, check it out. People can look it up online. If they, I think if they do golden ratio, because you might spell Fibonacci wrong, but you know, you'll be able to find it through that sequence and um, really look at it for yourself because it is pretty amazing. And it, all stems back Romans one twenty.
1: Romans, yeah. one twenty.
5: I know it is math, and nobody likes math, but stick stick it out and <laughs> it's, worth it, it. <laughs> it, it, it's worth it. All yeah. right.
1: So talk about exhibits that you you guys saw at the Ark Encounter, w- Donnie. What was one exhibit that you that you saw and you read stuff and you're like, ha, I love that explanation.
5: Um, I mean, the whole thing was just amazing. There's a lot to read, and I wish I could have had a whole another day there to mm-hmm. read um, more. Uh, but I. I just walking jonathan and his friend michael through uh the exhibit on um the layers the different layers and how it it, there's assumptions built in to decide how long ago that happened and there's there's evidence that it didn't have to take that long Um, and just all these things that it's just very clean uh, as simply as it can Mm -hmm. it, it lays it out on Here's what you've probably been told. and It's right side by side. Here's what you've probably been told. And Here's, here's the how the Bible side. explains yeah. it. Um, and it's, it's, it's amazing. It really opens your eyes to the stuff that you kind of take for granted that you just hear in school or that you, you know, hear through whatever, PBS or whatever it is. And um, here's a completely different way of thinking about it that makes total sense.
1: Well, and when you look at, I, I love the layers thing too, because it, they, they looked at the Grand Canyon and any kind of place where you go where there's layers and, and walking on the hills, anywhere around where we're at right now, there's layers all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, and they just said, Hey, those layers could be put down in hours. It doesn't have to take, and, and the scientists assume today that it's all been one layer at a time, one nice, even layer. And and the, and the question is, but they never asked the question, well, how did it just stay perfectly even? <laughs> they never asked, it because it, it stayed even because it all happened at the same time. Sarah, what about for you? When you um, walked the hallways at the Ark, what was one exhibit that you're like, ooh, that was cool, I learned something really cool here?
3: Well,
6: school the last couple of years has been a stretch for our kids, um, just staying, like they know exactly what they believe and why they believe it, but um, we are constantly battling, presenting things to them this is what you've learned at school, and this is what you've learned here. So I really appreciate it, or what you've learned through faith. Um, so I really appreciated walking through the formation of the continents and the Ice Age and the layers.
1: What did you learn about the Ice Age?
6: Um you know, there was so much information in there. I honestly took a lot of pictures to really go through it longer with the kids. Um, there's which I loved how much information there was in there, but um it was just really neat to me to be able to say this is what the world has taught you and then this is what the truth is and that's something that we'll dive into more and we did buy the twelve pack of books that goes through a whole um, list of of those kinds of topics so i don't remember specifically what one thing stood out to me but that's a lot of what they've been working with in science the last two years so Mm. we loved that jim why don't you
2: just say real quick because you love the ice age age you keep asking
1: so when when it it says that the the ground of the earth exploded, that the the waters from underneath exploded and came forth and, and rocked the world. Well, that was volcanic eruptions and earthquakes and things like that. And because of all of that going on all over the globe, Tons of steam and ash and debris got into the atmosphere and caused the atmosphere to rapidly, it made the water get really, really hot because it was interacting with magma, created a lot of steam and garbage in the atmosphere. And after Noah and the family got off the ark, the the earth started to cool because there wasn't enough sunlight getting through. And it created several hundred years of serious cold that went down to the middle of the United States and all around the globe. And that it, 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 that's where the Ice Age came mm. from. It was as a result of all the garbage from when the earth blew up and all the waters of the deep came forth. For the flood. Yep, for the flood. Donnie, five five seconds. Should a family bring their family to the Ark Encounter in the Creation Museum?
5: Absolutely. 100%. It's... Uh, um, it's uh, You can't beat it. Sarah, what about you?
6: Absolutely. It was a phenomenal experience. We're so thankful to be a part of it.
1: Yeah, we're glad the Brangenberg clan got to experience the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum. Thank you, Sarah and Donnie, for joining us on the air today. Make sure you check out online answers in genesis.org, arkencounter.com, creationmuseum.org. It's fantastic. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace. It's our mission field and our vacation field, but ultimately, I work work for him. him.